we have not had a chance to talk to you since this has gone down in the last couple of weeks. Uh, you are not always the staunchest airline supporter in the, uh, just as a broad matter when we talk to you. Give me your reaction to this in particular now. Well, you know, if you go back to the beginning of airline loyalty programs, the frequent flyer programs, they go back 42 years. It was the loyalty program or the, they were loyalty programs that were designed to reward you for your loyalty. We've gone way beyond that now. They've been redefined by the airlines and Delta now included. They're no longer loyalty programs. They're privileged programs based on how much money you spend. And they've devalued the mileage programs to the extent where now a number of people are calling into question why they're members in the first place. Uh, it's a problem because you're, in, the, in a sense, angering your most loyal customers. And by redefining the program, what you're saying is, it no longer matters how often you fly the airline or how many miles you fly on the airline. It just depends on how much money you're going to spend on the airline. And uh, there are a lot of people out there, uh, based on the emails even I've received, but other websites as well. The chat rooms are, are exploding. Uh, there are a lot of angry, loyal Delta passengers, many of whom are claiming that they're either going to stop flying the airline or they're going to get rid of their Delta co-branded credit cards with American Express or both. Now, of course, no one knows if that's going to happen or not, but the initial reaction is not a positive one among a huge number of Delta passengers. Are you surprised at the vociferousness of the reaction? And you think the airline was prepared for the extent of the blowback? Well, I wasn't surprised by the vociferousness of the reaction. When you tell somebody who has flown very diligently to get to a certain level, to get that tier status, that effective in January, it won't matter anymore unless they spend a minimum of the $75,000 to the lowest tier or $350,000 for the highest tier, you're going to get some people angry. What I think the, the airline didn't realize is that just because your planes are full, as all the airlines are, doesn't necessarily mean you should redefine loyalty this way. Uh, right now, some could actually make a claim that the airline loyalty programs or the word loyalty has been redefined as in the absence of no other option. And that's not really where you want to be. If I were Amex, shouldn't I be pissed also? Well, Amex has its own problems because... Remember, they gave away membership in the Delta Sky Club as a perk of the membership. And then next thing you know, Delta was over capacity problems with their with their membership in the clubs. Once again, you may remember the famous Groucho Marx line that you would never join a club that would have you as a member. <laughs> right. Well, how about joining a club that you they want you as a member, but they won't let you in because they physically can't accommodate you. So, you know, you get to a to an airport at 5.30 or 6 in the morning for a 7.30 flight, and there's a line of 90 people in front of the Delta Sky Club who can't get in, what's the point? So people are beginning to redefine, you know, what the perks were that they joined the, the, the membership program in the first place or why they got the American Express card in the first place. Both American Express and Delta have some problems right now. I want to talk specifically about uh, Atlanta, but let me ask you one more broad question. First, with all that, even they must have decided the airline that somehow the math and the calculus makes sense for them. Oh, I'm sure they did, because, look, when you're dealing with the concept of the airlines now as oligopoly, 
then they can easily make the claim internally that, hey, they're going to fly us either way. The planes are going to get full. They're going to stay full. So what's the point of a loyalty program from our end if we don't need it? Now, here's the dirty little secret. The airlines make more money from their frequent flyer programs than they make as airlines because companies like American Express with Delta or Citibank with American or Chase with United write checks of up to $10 billion a year per airline to buy miles from them that people can't seem to be able to redeem. It's it's a pretty sad situation. Read an article over the weekend that one full percent of the country's gross domestic product is business through a frequent flyer program, including Delta. That's incredible. It is incredible. And the airlines, I saw the same article. I've been saying the same thing for a month. The airlines have become banks. Um, and they're and they so they look, we're addicted to the programs because we think we're going to get miles that we can redeem. That's one delusion. The airlines are addicted to the programs because they're making so much money from it, they can't stop. But the question is, have we reached the tipping point where the value of those programs for the actual passengers has evaporated? And some might argue at this point that it has. All right, let's talk about the people of Atlanta. I'm sure you know or at least can imagine everybody here takes Delta, right? It's a whole ecosystem. A big part of the economy is based on it. It's easier. You know, you're not going to get throttled, uh, circling the control tower for half an hour in a storm. If you're on a Delta plane, you'll be able to land. I don't know that many people here, including in my house, would know what else to do. Talk Talk to me about alternatives, either broadly or specifically. Okay, I'm going to give you an alternative that might shock you. The other day, I had to fly from Nashville to Orlando. Now, I had every every major airline flies it, but not nonstop. So American flies it through Charlotte. Atlanta, of course, is Delta on the way to Orlando. And, of course, United would stop in Houston. If I took any of those three airline flights, the airfare was about $430, about $200 more than it should have been. And if I flew Delta, I would get mileage I can't redeem and a Biscoff cookie. Hold on to that thought. <laughs> right. Instead, I could fly an airline that most elite travelers would ignore called Spirit, which actually flies the route nonstop at a fare of about $100 or $330 less. Now, the flight actual flight length is an hour and 20 minutes versus four and a half hours of the other airlines that make you stop en route. Now, do the seats recline? They don't. Are you going to get rich Corinthian leather and a gourmet meal? You're not. But for the $200 or $300 I save, I can go out and buy 150 cases of Biscoff cookies. So <laughs> somebody has to tell me the value proposition now of a mileage program where the airfares are more and you can't redeem the miles. I want somebody from every airline to answer that question. So is it a matter of I should pick another airline and stick with it or search for deals of the type you're talking about each time I want to travel if I want to dump Delta? Well, actually, it goes beyond that. You might want to get rid of your co-branded airline mileage card and just get a cash back card instead, since that's a tangible asset you can actually hold on to. That's number one. Number two, let's be honest, Delta has the frequency that the other airlines don't in the Atlanta market. That's inescapable. Uh, However... If you plan properly and have any flexibility in your schedule, 
you can leave Atlanta on another airline. It has been known to happen. I've done it. And so many other people have as well. All right. Two more questions quickly. I know from years of radio that when people say I'll never listen again, they're back the very next day. Is that going to be the case here? Do you foresee people really dumping either Delta or the credit cards? I see a number of people dumping the card. I see a number of people dumping Delta. But you're absolutely right. At the end of the day, part of Delta's calculus in making this decision was exactly what you just suggested, that people are going to get angry, they're going to get mad, and then they'll come back and fly Delta. All right. And last question, any chance they'll undo any of this? Well, I'll tell you a funny little story. And it's not a Delta story. It's an American story. Uh, American Airlines recently got rid of their corporate sales department. They changed their GDS system, meaning their computer system, to reduce the number of fares on any one flight or choices. And then they did something else. They threw out, they won't confirm this, but we know it to be true. They threw out of their concierge key program, their, you know, their Uber loyalty program, uh, which is basically they confer it upon people they think are the most loyal customers. They threw out of the program 85% of those members. Those members happen to also be CEOs of corporations that book a lot of travel with American Airlines. And they did it for the same deal or for the same reason that Delta did it, because it's all about the spend. It's not about the loyalty. It'll be I've known a number of companies now that have shifted all their travel purchases from American to United. As a result of that, one CEO being thrown out of that program. So let's see what happens.